This is Gray Man Media Content. Do you, do you believe? It's okay. It's pretty good. For, they have all different kinds, too. It's okay. I think it's really good for wine. It's okay. It's grape juice that doesn't taste like grape juice. And welcome back to another <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Wolf Takes a Bite. I'm your host, John Wolf, with my co-host, Devin Gray. I'm also here. Today, we are talking about simulation theory, also known as the Matrix Theory. Well, put your black sunglasses on, put on your trench coats, and let's get ready to take a bite. I want the red pill. I climbed into the hills. I, I would, I'm romantic. I would like Bigfoot to exist. One type is about three feet tall, very dark, not humanoid at all, yet lizard looking. The creatures that I have seen mostly have been the, uh, the greys. To the search for truth, little grey men, little grey men from outer space who actually abduct humans. So yeah, what's going on, Devin? How you doing today? <laughs> oh, great, man. Yeah. We just came back from the liquor store. Uh-huh. And we didn't buy any liquor. Oh, we got some whiskey, some wine, some beer. They don't have Corona anywhere on Earth, so. <laughs> apparently, well, no. Apparently, Corona is <laughs> very plentiful well, <laughs> on Earth. There's lots of Corona. Just no beer. <laughs> there's no beer. I swear we're sober. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're talking about. Are you fucking for real? <laughs> oh, okay. There's still some in there. Are yeah. you gonna drink that? Yes. Bet. Yeah. All right. Should we start again? How you doing today, Devin? I'm good, man. Doing pretty good, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, today we discovered uh, that the world is both full of Corona and also out of Corona. It's out of beer. Corona the beer. There's no more beer. There's no more. They're fresh out. They just got their little brother, Modelo. I actually prefer Modelo over Corona. Modelo's not bad. I do like a good Corona, though. It's okay. I used to. What are we covering today? Well, today we're talking about how all nut shit isn't real <laughs> anyway. It's all fake. It's part of a simulation. We're talking about the simulation theory. See how I looped all that back around? I had a plan, and I executed it, so it's all good. And you, Waka waka. <laughs> I'm just experimenting what you're doing with your button over there. Experimenting? Do you mean experiencing? Yes. Well, it's all a simulation. It doesn't really yeah, you're matter. fingering this button. There's a little speck on it. <laughs> So the simulation theory. Indeed. Well, that's quite an interesting topic. What do you got for us as far as all that goes? Are you gonna you gonna lay down some fucking facts? Are you gonna lay down the strong arm of the facts book? As to quote a line in my own notes here, I will say eventually reveal the truth. <laughs> um so you've seen the movie The Matrix, right? Oh boy. Wait. <laughs> Is are we are we talking about Simulation theory, or are we talking about the fact that it's all simulation in context of being that we're actually being ran as batteries for robots? Which one are we covering? Because I need to know it's if the I'm, same thing. It's not. It's not at all. Um, I need to know whether or not I'm pro this argument. Because if we're going to talk about the Matrix thing, congratulations, you have an argument. <laughs> well, I'm going to start with the Matrix. Thing. Oh, great. Yes. Yeah, I'm familiar with the Tchaikovsky. Tchaikovsky Brothers. Yeah. Okay. So, The Tchaikovsky, Matrix, if you whatever. haven't seen it, is a movie about a guy who is living... Who the fuck listening to this podcast hasn't seen this movie? <clears throat> I don't know. Some 12-year-old far in the future. Pause this podcast know. and go watch The Matrix. Somebody who's like brand new generation listening to this podcast, experiencing life for the first time, well, simulated life, and just... Get the fuck out of here. Just doesn't know about, you know, uh, our, our guy. Our guy, Neo. Your guy, Neo. Your guy, Neo. What? You don't like Neo? My guy is uh, the person who played Neo. That's my dude. 
Oh, yeah. Well, of course. Yeah. But maybe, the may, maybe they're the same. I don't. Hello? <laughs> maybe his his nope. choice for the role <laughs> no. is all been no. part of the simulation, oh, part of the plan. Fuck off. Fuck off. Do you know? No, this is actually kind of interesting. Did you know who originally was going to be cast for that role? I have the slightest idea. So Brandon Lee. Yes. The Brandon Lee from The Crow was originally going to be Neo. Whoa. <laughs> but he turned down the role, leaving the spot fully available for our guy. No, not Liam Neeson. <clears throat> Keanu Reeves. Right. I was thinking Liam Neeson. How, how, I'm so foolish. You should be. <laughs> you should be very ashamed. <laughs> So, I mean, I... Qui-Gon. The, the, there's actually a, a lot deeper story on how that happened, which is kind of crazy. Like, it was, it, it was just, like, fate. And then, lo and behold, it turned into the most astonishing movie. Literally, a mm. movie almost beyond its generation and encapsulating mm. an entire world that nobody ever thought of. Mm. Except for the guy who wrote it. They're brothers. Yeah. Two brothers. Yep. In a van. You want to tell me, what, you want to tell me more about that? I don't know much about them. So, no. <laughs> Glad we covered that. So, anyway, let's get into the notes. Please hit me with some notes. I cannot wait. The Matrix in a Matrix, or M-I-A-M, was popular fan speculation, which circulated after the release of The Matrix Reloaded in discussions online. Now, the theory was that the real world was not actually real, but rather another level of The Matrix simulation. The red pills were always remaining in The Matrix. That's and, me. And everything regarding their extraction, Zion, etc., were also part of the simulation. Now, it is kind of interesting to note that Zion, that whole biblical story, mm -hmm. I think as the previous guest of ours spoke about Scott was talking about this, is that it's in the Bible. Mm -hmm. So this is quite potentially just old news. <laughs> so you don't think that they wrote that specifically to to add to that i think that somebody you know spilled the beans blew the whistle oh back in biblical times okay and put it into that book uh okay i got you uh-huh uh -huh. somebody before they even understood electricity they were like yo it's all a computer simulation i know you have no idea what a computer not is. necessarily computer simulation but a um Ethereal holographic generation. Yeah, that's that's much easier to understand for these people. Yeah, or spiritual mind and body control. Okay, so back then they probably leveled it on the same thing as like Buddhism, uh, where they're like, you travel between planes of existence spiritually. Mm -hmm. So this is just one form of our existence, and then we mutate into a different form after we die. Mutate. <laughs> Change over, transfigure, whatever. Interesting. I don't know about that, but all right. But now in more modern times, in our vast uh, understanding of technology and the world that we live in and how sucked into it everybody is, uh, this is kind of one of those things that kind of makes more sense now. You can wrap your head around it even. I mean, yeah, there's no, there, back then there would have been no equivalent to a simulation. Mm -hmm. Nobody would have been able to understand that. Mm -hmm. So, this theory explained as possible major turnover in the next movie, Matrix Revolutions. And I'll keep my promise, which would eventually reveal the truth. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> the hints which originated and fueled the theory were mainly these two elements of Reloaded. One, that Smith is shown to process programs or blue pills alike inside the Matrix. Yet, he managed to possess Bane, who was not part of the Matrix. And the possession persisted even after he jacked out. What's, your, what's the point of that? I'm getting there. 
<laughs> you pause. I was I, <laughs> Well, I thought you looked like you had something to say. I did. <laughs> I said it. Neo is seen at the end of the movie <clears throat> to be able to disable the Sentinels by telekinesis, manipulating the real world with only his mind. And he and as he was doing with the bullets inside the Matrix in the first movie. Now, here's here's the thing that makes this theory easier to wrap your head around. Telekinetics mm. is very potentially real. Also, okay. Also, think about when you're sleeping and you're <laughs> dreaming. And you have one of those dreams where you can, can do whatever you want. You know you're dreaming. You're controlling it. You're having that lucid dream, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're able to control things with your mind just by being that woke. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So That's what if you could gonna, do that yeah. here? Yeah. Would that not be confirmation that this is also just another dream or some version of consciousness that is not necessarily as tangible as we want to believe? You're getting into a lot of theories. Yes. This is theoretical discussion, Devin. Well, that's not what I was going to say. Ass. <laughs> There's a lot more philosophical debate in this if you're going to go that route. Okay. Well, explain. Like what? I'm confused. <laughs> you want some Skittles for your wine? No, I don't want Skittles for my wine. <laughs> yeah, it turned into a pretty color. I mean, at the end of the day, your brain is is responsible for your reality, right? Where you, me and you can you. We experience life fairly similarly, but we see life differently, Me, just me and you. And Agreed. you can apply that to all <clears throat> 7 billion people. So, the, mm-hmm. you know, so philosophically, like, you could, you, there's a lot more involved than just, even if it was all just a simulation, which the way you're describing is insane. However, I, there, an argument could be made for the simulation theory. Okay. But even still, everything is different to each person though i have a different relationship with you know these microphones than you do they they mean something different to me in my mind than they do to you and so on with every everything perspective correct relative it's yeah relativity okay you're you're (laughs) sure okay so to build on your point there because i think this is important that i mention this first before i read the notes on it um, I'm pretty sure I have notes on it. Is that when you're talking about the perspective of these worlds or what's real, what's not real? Mm-hmm. I just lost train of thought. Can you say what you said before? It would be incredibly, not impossible, but incredibly difficult to simulate 7 billion different minds That's with it. 7 Thank you. Billion different. I mean, that's not what I said, but it would be very difficult. Mm-hmm. So a part of that theory is, or the version of one of the simulation theories, is that there's really only like a couple thousand of real people, and everybody else that we see in life or driving past, those are all NPCs. Are you an NPC? No. I'm way too woke for that. Got it. Okay. So say selectively our group of 100 or so people that we collectively know. Mm-hmm. We could say verifiably that we believe those are real people because they interact with us in ways that are sometimes unexpected. Therefore, kind of giving us simulation or belief that they are not a simulation. They are real beings. They have consciousness of their own. But then there's all the other people you see walking up and down the streets through the city and do they have consciousness? Do they have feelings? Are they really alive? Or are they just NPCs? So that 7 billion number, yeah, probably closer to like 2 billion real. Your worldview is very strange. <laughs> if that's what you believe. I almost choked on a <clears throat> Skittle. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> I don't know why you did it. <clears throat> so when Neo was... Uh, uh, blinded and he still can see the code in the aka real world was that suggesting the fact that both of those worlds 
were still part of the simulation. We're talking about the movie now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that the the I believe it was actually canon in the movie that all that was was still simulated. Yeah, so he he escaped from. But, well, he didn't. He was still. It was. Yeah, he escaped from his original thought of that world, that dream state world, where he was, and then he woke up in the vat of the tubes and all that other stuff. And yeah. then what he was able to realize at the end of the, the the trilogy is that even Zion. All that they were fighting for, they thought they were alive. They were still being manipulated and controlled. Correct. Yeah. So how many levels? How he much himself inception? Is, he himself is a program. We're all programs. That's what I'm saying. Zion. <laughs> that's all part of it. Program may be the more common way to get your head around it, but I think it could be something more, honestly. So it's like it's interesting because it's like. They thought they were in the real world the whole time, and then really they were still in another simulation. So they were, it's, it's like Inception, but with like everything else. There's no real world. It's just really about like how deep are you into uh, the simulation. Mm. I don't know about that. Okay. <clears throat> so here's some variants of the theory. Uh, and the th- so far since the movie's <clears throat> Inception, these have evolved quite dramatically. Yep, I would say so. For example, there was one speculation that the real world as seen in the Matrix and the better part of the re- uh, and the better part of Reloaded was indeed real. However, Neo's meeting with the architect, he was somehow trapped into another digital world separate from that. And he didn't actually jack out of the Matrix when he thought he did. Yeah, that's what we that's what we agreed on. Yeah. Right. So Maybe Zion was still real, but then they, they just trapped him back in the code. He's a program. Is he? Yeah, that, that was explained to him at the very end. So despite fans' theories... Do you not remember this movie? <laughs> I don't remember the end of that movie. This, it's been a while since I've seen all three. Despite fans' theories, Matrix Revolutions did not elaborate on this idea, and the trilogy as a whole did not have any further plot twist. It's unknown whether the... Uh, how do you say their names? Chowalskis. Wachowskis. Wachowskis. May have deliberately Wachowski? made... Wachowskis. May have deliberately made Neo's powers in the real world at the <clears throat> end of Reloaded ambiguous as form of the red herring. Wachowski. Chowski, to encourage people to question even the real world's reality, as their point was supposed to be. I don't know, man. I can't get on board with the Matrix version of this of this theory. All right, I'm glad you said that because next up we're going to talk about the real simulation hypothesis. Yeah, that's this is well, I don't I don't know your notes, but hmm. <laughs> we got plenty. So. The real simulation hypothesis is the simulation hypothesis is that a proposal regarding the nature of existence. The proposal is that all the current existence that humans know, including the Earth and the rest of the universe, could in fact be an artificial simulation, such as a computer simulations or some versions rely on development of simulation reality, proposed technology. That would be able to convince its inhabitants that the simulation was, in fact, real. Basically meaning we're just a bunch of animals in a zoo for a bunch of aliens. Well, or, and this is the way that I would, it doesn't, you've gotten no effect from that. That that was pointless. There's, there's only one way that I see this working out if it's not aliens. So one, one way is that, you know, that if we are in a simulation that it could be that maybe at some point in human technology we fucked up somewhere and that we're a simulation being ran to figure out how we could have prevented that. Mm. Again, the amount of technology that would be needed to 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 do that in general, it would be astounding, which is why I say it would be, you know, we could be a human simulation being ran by humans <laughs> fucking stupid in the future if that's the case there's no getting out of the simulation there is no escaping it's it's a it's being ran on a computer so there's no escaping it because 
I mean, that would be that would be the same as saying you know a cartoon could come alive out of a computer. It, it can't happen. Based on that on that theory, the other one is is that yes, we could be a simulation being ran by aliens. I at first failed to see and understand why that would be the case, and then I thought about it a little bit more, and I got a little bit more in depth into research into this. I mean, we do kind of the same thing with video games already. Mm-hmm. We're just in that theory. We we're just an incredibly advanced, you know, Sims game basically. Mm. But still, just that would be an insane level of information and computing processing power to be able to do to create this. I mean, absolutely, it would be. But so, would that mean that we don't have any individual thought, free will, or nothing like that in that case? I think it could be programmed. Yeah, if if, if it's so, this I could sit depth. here and do nothing. Yeah. Have no direction or mind of my own, and literally have the same outcome at the end of the game. Well, you're gonna die. Just sit here. That would make for a road boring simulation. Uh huh. So at a certain point, whoever's controlling me, Mm-mm. or programmed me, you wouldn't. I don't think it, it's that time. Already of game. made that call, right? No, because I if think that becomes my thought. If that supposed original thought, if that becomes my supposed original thought or decision, that was predestined before I was born. Think about artificial intelligence in video games, right? They want the video game to be able to think and react based on what the players do. You could be easily just that, just magnitudes more advanced. Mm -hmm. You could have your own thought. We could be sitting here questioning if we're in a simulation because of how advanced our programming is. Okay. To it, counter that theory, you said, like, based on reactions of other counter players, right? So sure. What or if, other AIs, yeah. Yeah, okay. So let's take that into consideration and expand upon it. What if, like, for instance, that all of the bad shit that's been going on in the world right now mm-hmm. is the opposite to us, right? That's, that's, uh, that's, our, that's our antagonist. And we, that was all designed... So that way we would react in the way that we were reacting. So we're literally just following the footsteps of what they predicted we were going to do. Well, uh, no. Because think about it. When you see groups of people mm-hmm. together, that mob mentality really takes over. No matter what it is. It could be fucking about ice cream. But somebody gets on to a, to a train about this. And then five other people get onto a train about it. And then 100 people. The next thing you know... It's mob mentality. Everybody is against anybody who doesn't believe what they're saying that they're believing. I, there's two ways to explain this. One, if we're not in a simulation, humans are naturally going to, going to follow the herd. It's, it's, it's something that we have left over from being non-modern, being animals. It's something left over from that. It makes more sense to us like for our flight and flight or fight or flight response to stick with the crowd to be because we're safer in numbers. So that's one way to explain it. If you want to go the simulation route, it would be easier to program all of the AI to kind of agree with whatever AIs are doing around it. It would be easier to program it that way. Mm -hmm. So it wouldn't really need any kind of, it would just be one AI who has enough eyes on it does one thing and then because we we mirror each other's actions you see that when you date people or when you're around people you like you kind of do some similar things that they do yeah that's another example of how it would be easier to program an ai to do that rather than think on its own so yeah there's an argument to be made there so that's really deep making me wonder if uh how many decisions you've made in your life are really your own or if we're just constantly even if being we're, molded by everybody and everything around us. Even if we're not in a simulation, yes. Yeah, it's, well, I believe that you make decisions on your own, but yes, you are a product of your environment and the people that are around you. That's why successful people are successful, because they're around other successful people. That's fair. Yeah. Simulation or not. Mm. You're a product of your environment. Choose to be around the right people. Change your environment. Correct. I think that Elon Musk is an incredibly intelligent individual. He's batshit crazy, but I think most intelligent people are. He says that the odds are incredibly unlikely that we're in base reality, meaning that this is not a simulation. 
it's in, incredibly unlikely. So, if if you consider Elon to be an intelligent individual, then I'm not sure Elon's still part of this race. Like, I think he was just planted because like he just came out of nowhere. <laughs> uh, I don't think so. That's true, but there's 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 theories that he's a robot, at least half, or from the future. Maybe he could be from the future. Could be. I don't know about that, but I mean, he seems to pretty <laughs> much got it figured out how we're getting to Mars. It's just math. Yeah. The last 67 years of NASA didn't fucking math that. They didn't give us, they didn't give NASA nearly enough budget that Elon has. You don't need a budget for pencil and paper and math. You need the money to build the rockets. Yeah. (laughs) If the government can't do it, how does Elon do it? I'm pro capital. He is not selling that money fucking Tesla. I am pro capitalism. He's not selling that many Teslas. Nobody's getting billion dollar contracts with NASA and the government to send stuff up in space. He does it all the time. So the simulation hypothesis bears a close resemblance to various other skeptical scenarios from throughout history of philosophy. The hypothesis was popularized in its current form by Nick Bolstrom. Mm. Now the suggestion that such a hypothesis is capable or sorry, compatible with all human preconceptual experiences is thought to have significant epistemological consequences in the form of philosophical skepticism. Versions of the hypothesis have also been featured in science fiction, appearing as central plot device on many stories and films. The hypothesis popularized by Bolstrom is very disputed with for example, theoretical physicist Sabian Hossenfelder, who called who called it pseudoscience. Pseudoscience? Yeah. Yeah. And cosmologist George F. R. Ellis, who stated that the hypothesis, air quotes included, is totally inconceivable from a technological viewpoint. And that the protagonists seem to have confused science fiction with actual science. Late night pub discussion is not a viable theory. I don't know about that. If you, I mean, like you said, if you look at the technology, how far it's come over the last like couple decades, it's, which is mysterious in its own right. I don't, I don't really think so. But if you just look at that amount of progress, if you give enough time to a civilization, they will eventually be able to, as long as technology continues to progress, it would eventually be able to do a simulation of this caliber, eventually. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long that would take, but yeah. Why not? Okay. I definitely think that portions of our pre- preconceived notions of our, our existence is futilely incorrect. What do you mean by that? Like, I don't think that all of our preconceived notions, like, it, it's not all simulated, but there's a lot of inconsistencies that display aspects of simulation. Like, maybe certain aspects of our reality are just being filled in, like, blanks in a word cross. You know what I mean? Just, just like, oh, well... This needs to be a thing because otherwise they'll lose their mind. So we need to fill this in because if they knew the truth behind that thing, then it would be fucking so detrimental to their development. I don't think that you have to look at the simulation theory for that. I think that the, the brain does that on its own. If Well, the brain in itself is a computer. I don't think that's a one-to-one comparison, but I get what you're saying. If, for instance, you saw something... If something really traumatic happens to you when you're in your growth phase, when you're a young, when you're in a young adult or adolescent, when something traumatic happens, you tend to block that out. So in a way, you're right, but I don't. I think that that's just a coping mechanism, and I think that that's billions of years of evolution. I think it makes sense. Okay, well, like things like uh, flying, for instance. Let's, okay, let's just put that out there. Mm-hmm. Wright brothers created an airplane mm-hmm. in a time and technology. Uh, when technology for that would have just been inconceivable in itself. Not really. Well, we think that because we, we weren't there, Devin. Well, 
the money, the the money and the design and the education for that would have been far beyond what them they those two brothers would have been able to just come up out of a garage. Well, they didn't just come up. They they piggybacked on a lot of stuff that was happening already in that time period. A lot of people were going after man flight. A lot of people. I think it was um, Thomas Edison was had millions of dollars in it. Mm-hmm. It was after that shit. So I'm just trying to make a, a wraparound point to a lot of instances where you see planes but sitting still in the sky. When? Helicopters not moving. When? Helicopters are, are designed to be able to hover. Hover, yes, but blades not moving. Just you, are you talking about those videos where the frame rate of the of the camera catches? Yeah, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> shut All the right, fuck no, up. no, okay, that explains the helicopter thing, but it doesn't explain the plane thing. I've never seen the plane thing. The I've plane never... thing is the same thing. It's just a plane stuck between two trees, and it's like glitching like this. Like I've never seen that. Back and forth. I've never seen that. Back and forth. And then there's like a bird flying in the frame, and the bird doesn't fucking glitch. It's just there. Oh, and then birds. Birds, Devin. Uh, birds aren't fucking real. There's no way they're real. They're ancestors of dinosaurs. It's pretty okay, clear. they were ancestors of dinosaurs. Now they're all spy drones. They don't need to spy on you, John. You give why them, not? They get you give them all the information for free through your phone. They don't need it to pay anybody. You give it to them up for free. They know everything about you. <sighs> you do it for free. They don't need to pay any money for it. That's another problem. <laughs> for another episode. Origins of the philosophy, there is a long philosophical and scientific history to the underlying thesis that reality is just an illusion. This skeptical hypothesis can be tracked back to antiquity. For example, to the butterfly dream of uh, Zugunzi, or the Indian philosophy of Maya, or in ancient Greek philosophy, Anorexus, or and uh, Monumus, like Likened existing these things to a scene painting and the supposed and supposed them to resemble the impressions experienced in sleep or madness. You struggled through that a lot. A version of the hypothesis was also theorized as part of a philosophical argument by Rene Descartes, who famously stated Kotoko ergo suum, or I think, therefore I am. Do you not believe in that that statement? I think that is a good explanation of relativity to consciousness, but I don't think that that it completely could encapsulate what the theory is about. Or well, that, that if the theory if the theory is factual, I don't think that encapsulates. Therefore, I think, I, therefore I am. Um, we see life and death every day. Sure. What does that have to do with that? Is it just the end of the program? Is it just the end of that time frame? Or is it actually, like I said before, transfigure into something else and move on? Well, Without getting into spiritualism, is there a scientific explanation for it? No. If there were, we'd have a real, probably a huge problem on our hands. Mm-hmm. There's a movie... The Discovery. The Discovery uh, was... Uh, you should watch this, actually. You should watch this tonight. It'll blow your fucking mind. Um, so, basically, uh, they... This scientist comes up... He, he, has, he discovers scientific proof that there is an afterlife. And so you have people killing themselves to get to the next life. Could you imagine? Hmm. If, if people knew for 100% fact that there was something after this, I mean, people would call it quits real easy. Sounds dope. It's a really, I mean, it's kind of slow and the acting is, it's okay. But the movie premise. It's got a six out of 10 on IMDb. I enjoyed the fuck out of it. I watched it three times. Well, you're probably half of that six. I haven't rated it. (laughs) 46% on Rotten Tomatoes. I I could give it a go. It says romance sci-fi. So there's there's some romance in it. It's, it. When you watch it, please call me and so we can talk about the ending because I don't. I'm confused. I just don't understand what happened. I'm real confused. I'll call you. But it's it is it's so far up your fucking alley. It might it has a dick in your ass. Like it is it is this movie. I'm telling you. 
I'm telling I, you. I'll check it out. Yeah. Anyway, so there's this movie. The, the guy, the scientist discovers that there's life after. To, to your point, that there, if we if we knew that there was something scientifically after this life, that would be that would cause a serious fucking problem. Mm-hmm. I could see that. It's just like the proving the existence of aliens would probably cause it, a big problem. A huge fucking problem. <laughs> like, we're not going to cut this. Huge fucking problem. Yeah, huge fucking problem. It, it, would, fuck, <laughs> it would fuck shit up hard. What hard. If, I mean, what if uh, the existence of any of the gods were real? Um, it would fuck shit up. Like, if there was any scientific proof. First off, you'd have ha- half the population... Uh, at least of the United States of America, who don't believe in scientists, they would completely ignore it. So, well, how that. can you? Well, how would you ignore a giant two hundred foot tall titan? Was well, that is seeing with your eyes scientifical evidence, or is scientifical evidence scientifical evidence? I think if I saw, can you see atoms with your eyeballs? But you know they exist. If right? I saw um, any of the gods, like uh, from the Hindu religion, for instance, Kalal. Um, well, yeah. If you saw it with your own eyes, that's different. But you don't, you don't, you don't see atoms. But you know what happens when we split one. Mm. Do you need to see it for there to be proof? Or actually, yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing an atom. I would love to see one. That doesn't change the fact that I know they exist. Mm. I want to get into something actually about this. Are you going to go with the men stare at goats running through walls scenario? No, we've already talked about that. I don't know if that was this podcast or the other podcast. I think it was the other podcast. That's fine. Go listen to that one, too. Thoughts from the other ship. It's great. Um, (laughs) John's there sometimes. Um, (laughs) Every time he is, it's a great time. Um, What is interesting, um, and I'm sure that there's a scientific way to, to explain this. I just don't know it, and I do find this interesting towards the simulation theory, is that do you know uh, about quantum entanglement i know some but i cannot claim that i know anything about quantum entanglement i'm not a scientist i don't i mean obviously i don't either i have a very loose idea of it well if it's tangled it must be tight right so if there if one thing happens to uh, a particle here billions of light years away there is an identical particle that undergoes the same effect I okay. I do remember this theory. Yes. Yeah. It's um, not. It's not something we've been able to prove. Though. No, of course, it's quantum theory. Um, another interesting thing, and the reason I bring that up is because um, when you're coding things, it's either one or two, right, or zeros and ones, right? Well, if you're doing binary, yeah. Right, but when you go you get into quantum uh, computers, which we're on the verge of doing ourselves, which is fucking insane. It could be a one and a zero at the same time and anything in between. Well, that's basically breaking all fabric of reality. Well, not really, but it's insane. Uh, another example that I find really interesting is uh, Schrodinger's cat. And oh, sh- yes. So the, the cat can either be dead or alive inside the box. But you never either- know for sure until the box has been opened. Right. And I remember approaching my mother with this this hypothesis when I was very young, maybe 15, and I was explaining to her something I saw on, you know, the science channel or whatever. There's this Asian scientist. He's a quantum uh, theorist. He's... Uh, what a job that must be. So knowledgeable. Uh, I'm dumb when I watch <laughs> these things. I'm like, holy shit, this is interesting as fuck. I wish I understood 90 of it, 90% <laughs> of it. Um, but th- so basically, like, like, think of a bathroom. All of the particles and stuff that make up the bathroom could theoretically be like the Schrodinger's cat. It could be anywhere and not a, until you open the door. And because of the way that your mind perceives those atoms, because you know what it's supposed to look like as soon as you open the door and you look at it, it all comes together. So did you know that um, they actually made references to this in uh, Rick and Morty? I'm sure they did. But the reason I bring this up is because that would save a lot of computing processing. Exactly. So remember the Rick and Morty episode where uh, uh, Jerry was in the simulation. They lowered all the shit down, and he's just walking on this treadmill, but nothing would come up until he was close enough to it to have invisible range. That's the same theory, essentially, that we are walking through the simulation, Mm -hmm. and 
everything in our experience right now we're dealing with. You know, I can see Jess over here. I can see the dog over here. I can see this. I can see that. But from what I can't see on mm -hmm. is non-existent. Yeah, but, but... That's where... And I just want to... Remove yeah, yeah, the go ahead. That's where the whole uh, flight, manned flight is a simulation. That's where that all comes from. Because think about it. How often do you actually... Uh, when you have you ever, you've been on a plane, you go in a plane, you go in the airport, you go through those steps, you go through the door, they close the door, boom, you're sitting in this little chair. Mm -hmm. Are you really going anywhere? Yes. Or is things moving around you? I can feel the sensation of movement. Similar okay. to when you're in a vehicle. Similar to when you're in a vehicle. So that sensation of movement, air turbulence, is how they would uh, describe that. Well, is it air turbulence when you're in a vehicle, or well, if you're on a bike? Oh, well, when you're on a roller coaster, you're not really going anywhere. You're just going in circles. But you still feel the movement. You physically are moving. You feel, the, you feel it. You physically are moving. Are you? Well, there's an argument to be made there. Yeah, sure. But that's a totally different argument. So the plane is just like moving. It's like being on a roller coaster. But you're not going anywhere. That's... You, you get in the plane. You, the, you, you end up one. You, you, they close the doors. You're one place. They open the doors two hours later, and you're in another place. But you're not really moving. It's if, just uh, the place came to you. If this is a simulation, it is much easier to make it where you do actually move within the simulation. So what you're saying doesn't make... Like when you're programming a video game, think of Pac-Man. The idol, the Pac-Man, is moving within the, its own world. Mm -hmm. The world is not moving around the Pac-Man. Mm -hmm. It is easier for a, per, for a developer of a game or a simulation to create a map for the players to move around. Mm -hmm. It would make much more sense if the Earth was the map or the universe was the map. I like to subscribe to the theory of kind of like if you ever played a first-person shooter like Call of Duty, mm -hmm. um, if you, since I know you have one, those little red dots, mm -hmm. there's a reason that it works that way. Okay. Because you put it on the screen, nothing, you're not moving. Your vision doesn't move. The map and everything else that environmentally affects you moves into your field of vision. You're literally standing still and moving the environment around your location. That's why that works. That doesn't make any sense because how would the other players move, move amongst the map also? That is part of the simulation. Those Explain that. So it's If me and you are both in Fortnite and you move in one direction and I move in one direction, if the world is moving around one player, how come it's also moving around you at the same time? Because it's all about perspective of reality. Your perspective and your simulation is computing over here, while my perspective and system is computing over there. When we see each other in this in that in that field, that's similar to quantum entanglement, where everything that is happening in between us is all interactive within both of our fields of vision, so it gets processed on the same line. That's much harder to do than to just create a map and and tell the computer this is where this person is electronically and this is where they are right, well fuck with it for a while i'm just saying try it like think about the fact that when you put that little red dot on but the I, screen but I, yeah your feel your your vision is not moving that's the way that the game would be unplayable yeah because perceptionally that's how you see it though you see it like that's where the camera moving. is set yeah so yep. you perceptively think that you're moving around yeah but you're but, but your actual not. person your 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 uh avatar is moving within the map of the game i understand like if you watch how people develop games that you're what you're describing is way harder because then you have to individually do that for a hundred players instead of just here's the map tell the video game play tell the video game here's the map and here's each person and here's where they're moving within this this map instead what you're describing is that now the game has to create a hundred different maps and move those maps with any 100 different players while also corresponding with the other 99 players. That's harder to do. Any video game developers out there, please let me know. Um, That's exactly. harder to do. Let me know. Let me know. Let me know. <laughs> and if you're going to create a simulation, you're going to want to cut corners as, as many in many ways that you can to save mm. computing processing. Why would you make it more difficult if it, if it can be so simple? I'm just saying if, if I was creating a simulation, that's what I would do. Perception of reality. Interestingly enough, I think we should point out the fact that um, I did do some further research on Hollow Earth recently. God damn it. 
that has a lot to do with this theory. Okay. So, <clears throat> I think I got it wrong. No shit. I think what they're describing is... In, Something even more insane? It Maybe. So, when you look at the map of the world, uh-huh. your player map, as you will, of what we know exists, right? Uh-huh. Isn't it interesting that the South Pole is all the way across? It's not. You've seen those maps, though, right? No. Where you got all the continents, mm-hmm. and then you have the whole bottom is just ice. It's not. I Okay, you say that. On the maps, it's not. You say that. It is, though. Pull up a map. Okay. This is the picture that I'm talking about. This isn't a map of the... Con- this is... What in the fuck? What did you Google? What did you Google? Hollow Earth. Yeah, exactly. Pull up the, the, the regular map. Get off these fringe websites. That was Google. Yeah, suck my ass. Aha! Large map of the Earth. Common in almost every school in the world. Look at that. All the way across ice. Now, why would that be, Devin? Why would that be? Because, you know, like you said, it would be easier to just make a map for your players to play in, right? Do you understand the... Hold on. Hold on. Uh, uh, That's fine. That's fine. We'll, We'll use this map. Look at Greenland. I don't see it. Where? What about it? Look at Africa. Okay. Do you see the size proportions? Mm-hmm. Greenland looks to be, what would you say, about a third of the size of Africa? That's not Greenland. Iceland. Yes, it is. That's Greenland. You don't see the North Pole. This is a classroom map. rug. Do you see the size difference? Do you see the size comparison, though? I see there, it's just slightly distorted. I have here a globe. Uh-huh. Man-made. So are all the maps you're referencing. Oh, yeah. Here's a map. That one better? <laughs> Even better. Look at the size of Greenland there, and look at the size of Africa. Mm-hmm. So Greenland could be that big? No, absolutely not. I want you to take a look at this globe here. <clears throat> Can you even see Greenland? I can't see. It's all brown. The, Africa is the largest continent. And yet, for some reason, look at that map. Does that look like the largest continent to you? Actually, um, Russia looks larger than Africa. And it shouldn't be. It should be. Russia's huge. I would like you to look up the largest continent on the earth. Blah, 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 blah. That's not the point I'm getting into. My point uh, is... My point what is... What if is that, the world... Okay, think about this. Okay. What if the world... The maps that you're looking up, these 2D images, it's, it's impossible to get a perfect reference of it because it's a globe. Uh-huh. Uh-huh, David. Okay. Okay, David. Okay. So what if... Mm-hmm. And see how you have to say what if... So here's the deal, Devin. <laughs> Our world could actually be flat. The flat earthers might actually have something. And here's why. Mm. Because our world, like you said, it's a player, it's a map for the players, right? No. It's just a flat map for the players. Nope. Now, it's if, not what I now, said. Now hold on, hold on. No, 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 no Don't no, no, change no. what I said. No, here's the deal. You can't put words here's in my mouth. Here's the deal, mouth. Devin. Let me get through my deal. Here's the deal. Okay, just admit that I didn't say that. You didn't say something. You're a fucker. Here's the deal. Think about it. You got this flat circle, right? Okay. Surrounded by gigantic thousands of miles tall ice Uh at the edges of the globe. Mm -hmm. Now, how many of us have actually been to those edges? Sure. Yeah, very few. And also, it's been pretty much outlawed by all countries except for um, specific scientific research facilities and authorized trips to go to the edges of the south and north pole why because then if you went there you would see the ice wall and realize that this globe that we live on is actually hundreds of times larger hundreds of times larger which is why we have a tidally locked moon because it's 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 just tidally locked around our little specific circle right okay and then on this giant sphere that we all live on are a bunch of little circles, little holes in this giant ice planet that we live on and all these little holes are different alien worlds. These are different places. This is why we get visited from other species and all this stuff. They're just flying over the thousands of miles of ice and 
we're we're just sitting here in our little circle, our pit. This is still simulation theory. This is Earth pit, and then on this other side this over is, here. This is still on topic. If you wanted to control a specific group of people inside of that pit, how else would you do it? But then create the illusion that they are their own little planet, and then you go to space. And this is why we only see certain images from space, and we only see the Earth from this point of view uh -huh. because they're really not that fucking high up in the first place. They're actually just right at the cusp of where that ice wall ends and begins. This is still about simulation theory. Uh huh. This is this is going to make it in the edit. Is what you're getting at? It's gonna make it in the edit, but I really just wanted to touch back on Hollow Earth because I know it pisses you off, and this is something new I found. Now we can continue. That's not even about Hollow Earth. You're talking about flat Earth. That's a completely different subject. Okay, then we'll talk about this in a whole new episode. You're welcome. That's fine, but you're not <laughs> staying on subject. It sounded like it sounded like you didn't you lost you lost ways to argue with me about simulation theory, and you were like, you know what? I did. You know what? I did. Fuck this. Yep. I'll talk about this other thing. Yep. Asshole. That's what happened. So Nick Bostrom's conclusion here, let's just go ahead and wrap that up. So Nick's, Nick Bostrom's conclusion is that the possible, it, it, then it is possible to argue that if we were the case, if this were the case, Nick Bostrom's conclusion, it is then possible to argue that if this were the case, we would be rational to think that we are likely among simulated minds rather than amongst original biological ones. Therefore, if we don't think that we are currently living in a computer simulation, then we are not entitled to believe that we have descendants who will run lots of simulations of their forebears. Summarize that for me. What does that mean? So Nick Bostrom's premise was this. Many works of science fiction as well as some forecasts by serious technology Many works of science fiction as well as some of forecasts by serious technolo technologists and futurologists predict that enormous amounts of computing power will be of computing power will be available in the future. Yes. Let us suppose for a moment that these predictions are correct. One thing that later generations might do with their super powerful computers is run detailed simulations of their forebears or of people like their forebears because their computers will be so powerful they will run a great many such simulations like this. Suppose that these simulated people are conscious, though. As they would be in simulations where sufficiently fine-grained and if a certain quite widely accepted position in the philosophical philosophy of the mind is correct. Yeah, I believe I made that argument at the... Yeah. Towards the beginning. So then it could be the case that the vast majority of minds like ours do not belong in the original race, but rather to people simulated by the advanced descendants of the original race. That's why, and hence his conclusion, is that it is then possible to argue that if this were the case, we would be rational to think that we were likely among simulated minds rather than original biological ones. We're all just... If we are originally biological entities of ourselves, we're playing out in a simulation without our knowledge to figure out if this is going to work this way this time. Yeah, that's that was the argument I made at the beginning was that this could be, if we are in a simulation, we could theoretically be in a simulation where something went wrong in the future and they want to figure out where it went wrong and how to pr maybe prevent it in the future. I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's I don't know why it's possible, but yeah, no, like I said, with because if, if that ties into the quantum entanglement with quantum entanglement, you could theoretically travel through time and space that I don't. by making a rip in those. Uh, so say you, 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 you rake the wormhole, right? With quantum entanglement wormholes, if that was the case that caused you to travel through time and space, that would be your gateway. And because it happens on one end, like you said, it has an effect on a different part of the uh, multi-universe theory, so you could tra traverse that distance using that method. You said a lot of things there. Um, I don't... At, 
so if you if you just take the idea that we're improving on technology, then yes, eventually we will be able to run advanced simulations such as, you know, in theory could be this one. Hell, we could even be a simulation within multi levels of simulations, mm-hmm. because if we're the, inception simulation, right? Because if the first simulation, if the first people simulated something like this, then at some point or another that simulation would get to the level where they could simulate similar simulations, (laughs) so on, so forth. I mean, really, we have no, I mean, there's no, there's no matrix type where there would be no breaking out of it. And even worse, if the, the, the original people who started the simulation, if we're simulations within simulation, they could unplug the bitch and everything else would shut down. Mm -hmm. We're just waiting on that unplugging meteor to come hit us. That, or they could be, it might not happen in our lifetime, but at some point they could be, they could simulate a, an, a universe ending whatever. And that could be right around the corner. Hell, it could happen tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And if it's like universe sim, they could decide to put a fucking black hole in the center of the earth and just fucking watch what happens for fun. Oh, I don't want to do that. <laughs> but the thing is, is that at least from human knowledge, there seems to be rhyme and reason as to the things that happen in the universe, at least through our perception. Potentially. But the consequences of living in a simulation said, uh, said by economist Robin Hansen argues that a self-interested occupant of a high-fidelity simulation would strive to be entertaining and praiseworthy in order to avoid being turned off or being shunned into a non-conscious, low-fidelity part of the simulation. So, therefore, do whatever you can to, just, to get on the radar, really. Um, Hansen additionally speculates that someone who is aware that he might be in a simulation might care less about others and live more for today. So, in quote, your motivation to save for retirement or to help the poor in the Ethiopia might be muted by realizing that in your simulation, you will never retire and there is no Ethiopia. Here's how I see it. If we are in a simulation, which as far as I'm concerned is possible, it's still real to us. It still feels fucking real and you should still care. And regardless, even if, even if there was proof that we were in a simulation, there's a whole lot of nothing we can do about it. Mm-hmm. So, so why are we trying to fit this mold that's been doctrinated into us for well, as far as we can remember, if there is no point. Because it's the society we live in. Okay, so that's it. Break free. That's the only way you can control your life is to break free from this normality of getting yourself in debt, um, doing all these things, having to have all these things. You don't need all that shit. Yeah. But you could, even if we're not in a simulation, you could live that life. Exactly. Yeah. That's the point. Live for today, not tomorrow. I mean, you should still probably save for retirement and things like that. You should still probably set yourself up. And, you know, if you're like me and you have kids, you know, you might want to set them up in ways that, you know, I don't know. That's the only thing that changes my perspective on this. Because my entire retirement plan was literally buy a bus, renovate it, live in it, and stay off grid. And just do little small jobs to keep myself busy or make money doing stuff like this. Podcasting. To um, Takes a lot of money to do what we do, bro. Well, you know, we can make a lot of money if we start getting some donations from our sponsors. <laughs> but this is not, this is we're, we're if anything, we're more the norm. I think we're above average economically oh, not, speaking. Economically speaking? Yeah. Yeah, well above average. We we live in the richest country, well, soon to be replaced, but we live in the richest country in the world in the history of of ever. Who's going to replace us? China. God damn it. They're already on track. India will be right behind they're them also as well. The, they're also, also already the most technologically advanced. There's an argument about that. There's, there's a big argument about that. Speculatively speaking, then. But okay, fair enough. So, if... All right, let's wrap this up with this. Sure. How to test whether or not you're physically in a... <laughs> In a simulation. How to test if you're in a simulation where the simulation is perfectly designed to make sure you don't ever find out if you're in a simulation. Go! A method to test one type of simulation hypothesis was proposed in 2012 in a joint paper by physicist Cielus Roan Bain and a university from the University of Bonn. Now, 
at the University of Washington, Seattle, and uh, Zohair Davudi and Martin J. Savage from the University of Washington, Seattle, also proposed a similar theory. Under the assumption of finite computal resources, the simulation of the universe would be performed by dividing the continuum space-time into a discrete set of points in an, an analogy with the many simulations that lattice gauge theorists run today to build up the nuclei from the underlying theory of strong interactions known as quantum chromodynamics. Several observational consequences of a grid-like space-time have been studied in their work. Among those proposed signatures is a anisotropy. I've never have gotten that. Among proposed signatures is an anisotropy in the distribution of ultra-high energy cosmic rays that, if observed, would be constant with the simulation hypothesis according to these physicists. Now, Campbell et L. In 2017, Campbell proposed that several experiments aimed at testing the simulation hypothesis in their paper on testing the simulation theory were plausible. In 2019, philosopher Preston Green suggested that it may be best not to find out if we're living in simulation theory, since if it were found to be true, knowing such things might end the simulation completely. That'd be interesting. It would be. It's like total awakening or total recall. Except for it would shut us down. Mm-hmm. Um, other uses of the simulation hypothesis in philosophy, besides attempting to assess whether or not the simulation hypothesis is true or false, philosophers have also used it to illustrate other uh, philosophical problems, especially in metaphysics. The fallibility of perception, knowledge, and thought have been made obvious, employing several arguments. Um, in different solophysics scenarios, there is a common ground of debate in these fields and are extreme cases promoting that these dilemmas for are promoting these dilemmas for further discussion into the future. I don't know. I went into this thinking that I believed in simulation theory, that we are part of a simulation. And I think that that could still possibly be true, but I'm a little bit less, uh, a little bit less convinced now. I think it's absolutely a possibility. There's just, I mean, even if we, even if there was proof, there's a hundred percent nothing we could do about it. So, is that all? Is that all the notes you got? Absolutely not. But I'm definitely cutting down on these. There's a lot here, dude. There's a, there's a lot. I mean, I we haven't even got to the dream argument yet. So it sounds like we'll revisit this potentially. Question if anybody mark? wants to talk about it more, then yeah, let us know by going to graymanmedia.com. Sorry, graymanmediaco.com <laughs> and leaving a message under the wolf takes a bite. Info tab. You can do that. You can definitely do that. That's a thing. Do it now. So this has been another episode of Wolf Takes a Bite out of Simulation Theory. As always, you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Wolf Takes a Bite Pod. And of course, this episode is brought to you by Gray Man Media. You can find us at Please consider donating to our Patreon at Gray Man Media that helps all of our shows, including mine. We'll be back next week for another episode of Wolf Takes a Bite. I love you guys. Remember, question everything, and I'll see you on the next one. I'm D.D. Cooper. I'm D.D. Cooper. This might be too small or slow. Come with me and you'll be in a world of pure simulation. <laughs> Take a look and you'll see into your imagination. <laughs> we'll begin with a spin. Of the wheel of life to see what you land on What we'll see will definitely have no explanation Ones and zeros Matrix Neo Bullets 
Anything you want to do, just do it. The world will fuck you up anyway. <laughs> Damn it! I can't. Wachowski. She's just a girl, and she's on fire. <laughs> Living in a world that's make-believe, full of my dreams. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> what is this supposed to be? Oh, 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 she got her head in the clouds, and she's not backing down. Is this still about simulations? This girl is in a simulation, <laughs> this girl is in a simulation, oh, oh, She's walking on a simulated road. It's all fake in here. We're just making believe. Cause she's on fire. <laughs> Wachowski. Fake worlds, fake worlds, fake worlds. Matrix. Real girls, real girls, real girls. Ones and zeros. Everything is going insane here in the simulated world Neo Oh whoa Oh whoa Fake worlds and real girls This should be a song actually that's great Fake worlds and real girls Get your head out of the clouds I'm not backing down <laughs> <laughs> 